Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining us. So I just want to go on a bit with what we went on last time. Um, so just to recap a bit, I just want to say a few things. Um, in uh, you know, Jesus died on the cross, a physical death. He was in his flesh body. He was the sacrifice of the sins of the world. Okay, and we share in fellowship with his body and his blood when we partake of the communion table. All right, and then we went to Romans six and we said, you know, um, when we are baptized, we share in his death, and if we share, if we are one with him in sharing a death like his. We shall also be one with Him in sharing a resurrection life with Him in a new life lived for God. Okay. So, uh, so then I said, okay, Jesus died. His body was buried. Okay. And then He was raised from the dead. Okay. So the Holy Spirit came upon His body again because the Spirit is life. And his dead body, which had no blood, because his blood was the sacrifice for our sin, was raised up. And the spirit was the life in that flesh and bone body. Okay. So then Jesus said, you know, uh, go wait in, the, in, in Jerusalem, and you will be endued with power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Okay. And then he ascended. And when Jesus ascended... He went from the seen to the unseen. The Bible says a cloud received him out of their sight. He went to the natural, from the natural to the spiritual realm. Okay. He ascended, went into the unseen. Okay. So from the unseen, that spirit in which he was with his flesh and bone body, his flesh and bone body was now in spiritual form. That spirit was poured out and they were all in you know, at the day of Pentecost in, in one place, in one accord, and a sound of, the, of a mighty rushing wind filled all the house. And they sat there, and cloven tongues of fire came upon them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so in, in Luke 24, verse 20, he says, uh, you know, Behold, I will be with you, even unto the end of the age. So, He Himself is with us. In Mark chapter 16, Jesus said, you know, go and preach the gospel to every creature and these signs will follow them that believe and all the signs. And then at the last verse He says, you know, and the Lord kept working with them, confirming the word with signs following. Okay, so first He, was, he ascended and then they preached everywhere and the Lord kept working with them confirming the word with signs following. So Jesus Christ went into the Spirit, the Spirit was poured out, He's inside you, He's in you, He's on you, and by, by the, the baptism and by the communion table, we share in His resurrected body. <laughs> we share in the sacrifice that He brought to us. Okay, so we died with Him, we were raised to a new life lived for God. And that made it possible for us to have the resurrection life, the same resurrection life in Jesus Christ, to be in us. So, um, we also said in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, you know, that if we, are, we eat the body of Christ, we all share in the fellowship with one body, and thereby we are all one body. 
So we are the body of Christ, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is a, you know, a glorious body of which He is the head. Now He is the head, we are the body. <laughs> he is unseen, but we are seen. And He is seen in us through the resurrection life. So in Col Colossians 1, verse 26, He says, The mystery of which was hidden for ages and generations from angels and men, but is now revealed to His holy people, the saints, to whom God was pleased to make known how grateful the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ within and among you, the hope of glory. Him we preach and proclaim, warning and admonishing everyone and instruct, instructing everyone in all wisdom, that we may present every person mature, full-grown, fully initiated, complete and perfect in Christ the Anointed One. Okay, so he says, we want to present everyone in perfection <laughs> in Christ. <laughs> so, if we realize this mystery, which is Christ in and among us, the hope of glory. What is the glory? The glory is with the Holy Spirit, fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, you know, he spoke of himself and said, it was, is it not written in the prophets that Christ must suffer and then he will enter into his glory in Luke 24. 1 Peter 1 verse 11 says, the prophets prophesied of the sufferings of the Christ and the glory that should follow. Okay, so after the suffering of Christ, after the death and the resurrection and the ascension, what happened? The Holy Spirit was poured out. So that is the glory. I have been crucified with Christ. In Him, I have shared His crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself up for me. Therefore, I do not treat God's gracious gift as something of minor importance and defeat its very purpose. I do not set aside and invalidate and frustrate and nullify the grace of God. For if justification comes through observing the ritual of the law, then Christ died groundlessly and to no purpose and in vain. Okay, so I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. If I have shared, like Romans 6 says, in his death, it is no longer I who live. So that's the baptism. So... What, in what do I share now with Him? His resurrection life. So, He now, His resurrected life now lives in me. It is no longer I live, but Christ lives within me. So, I can say in the same, in the same context, you know, um, the flesh nature died. The dust man died. But Jesus Christ is the spirit man. And He was raised in a new life. Okay? So, Adam sinned. Romans 5 verse 12 says, Sin entered into the world and death through sin. So because death entered through Adam, it just spread to all the world and the, and the whole world got this flesh, flesh nature because of Adam. And no one of us could do anything about it. So Jesus Christ came. He did something about it. <laughs> so at the cross, Adam was killed and Christ was raised. Okay, so if you just, you know, look at your own life. The 
flesh nature, the Adam nature in you, was killed so that you could be clothed and indwelled by a new nature which is the resurrected life, the resurrection life of Jesus Christ who now dwells inside you. So because of him who lives in me, I have been crucified with Christ. The one who, who was in me was physically on the cross. The one who lives in me has been crucified. I now share in fellowship with his body because I eat the, the communion. I share in fellowship with his death because I was baptized. Okay. So I am one body with him. He was on the cross. So the Adam nature was killed at the cross. I've been crucified with Christ. And the Christ nature was raised up in me at the resurrection. Christ now lives in me. And the life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. So, you know, I, I heard some teaching of Kelly Varner on TV a while ago and it blessed me so much. You know, he said, I have heard preachers preach. But I did not hear Christ. I heard Adam. Okay? But Christ may put Adam to sleep, you know, to the sleep of death. Adam was killed. Okay? So Adam was kind of deactivated. <laughs> so those who speak and we hear Adam and not Christ, they are walking in their sleep. They are talking in their sleep. You know? And they don't... They don't live in Christ. They are speaking, but they are speaking out of a different nature. They are speaking out of something which God has already destroyed, which is not actually alive anymore. So all they can do is to dream about heaven one day, but they don't experience it now. <laughs> they just dream about heaven one day. <laughs> one day we're going to go to heaven. And they have nightmares of hell. Okay, So they have all these experiences, you know, that the flesh nature give us. We, you know, it's sickness and it's, it, it's all the miseries of sin and it's all the destruction and stealing and killing in the world today. It is like a nightmare. Okay, so we are dreaming if we experience those things because Adam is asleep. So if we awake to a totally different reality, a totally different nature that is already been placed in us. You know? Just awake. You know, First Corinthians fifteen says, Awake to righteousness and sin not. Um, Isaiah fifty two I think says, uh, you know, arise and and shake yourself loose from the dust and sit in a dignified place. Isaiah sixty says, you know, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. So we need to wake up out of this dream of Adam into the true reality of what Christ has already given us. Given us. Now, I don't know, you know, I've, I've dreamt some dreams in my life and then it was so real. And, you know, I woke up and I thought, wow, <laughs> thank God it's not real. Thank God. You know, you know you're, you're almost like, agitated but you wake up and you realize it's all been a dream it's not real okay so is everything of the flesh it's been killed it's not real your true real life says colossians chapter 3 verse 3 is hidden with christ in god so we need to wake up to the reality of christ in us okay so adam is asleep christ is awake 
Adam is dead and Christ has been risen in the resurrection in a new life lived for God. Okay. The mystery which was kept hidden throughout the ages and generations has now been revealed to the saints, which is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Okay. So we wake up constantly to a new glory. <laughs> and, you know, it's like it takes some time for us to completely wake up. You know, so, but the more we wake up, the more we have a hope of the total manifestation of Jesus Christ in us. Okay? And the more we awake to the person Jesus Christ and come to fellowship and intimacy with Him, the, the less we will experience anything of the flesh and anything that, that sin and death can work in our lives. Okay? So, um, so this is so precious to me, Galatians 2 verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. You know, the Adam nature has died. It is no longer I who live, but Christ now lives in me. So we can stop trying to change our lives. We can stop trying to go to rituals and do you know, seven steps and ten keys and all these different things to try and get somewhere and, and all these church courses. And all. You don't need it. You need Jesus Christ. You need fellowship with Jesus Christ. Okay? If you struggle, hear the right word. Hear what He did for you. Hear how much He loves you. Hear the message, you know, and, and take communion. Realize He died for me, you know. He shed His blood for me. I have now been made holy. I have now been washed clean, you know. You are exactly like Him. But you need to realize that you have died and Christ is alive in you. Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam, Christ, became a life-giving spirit, restoring the dead to life. But it is not the spiritual life which came first, but the physical and then the spiritual. The first man was from out of earth, made of dust, okay, earthly-minded. The second man is the Lord from out of heaven. Now those who are made of dust are like him who was first made of the dust, earthly-minded. And as is the man from heaven, so also are those who are of heaven, heavenly-minded. And just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, so shall we, and so let us also, bear the image of the man of heaven. So what is the image of the man of heaven? It is Jesus Christ and His love shining in and through our lives because we realize that we have died and it is no longer Adam in us, it is now Christ in us. Okay, so in Revelation chapter 1, we get a bit of a different you know, description of the, of the appearance of, who, what, of what Jesus Christ looks like. You know? <laughs> we see Him in, in, in Galilee and, and He walks and you know, all the, the sick are healed and the dead are raised and all those things. Okay? I was in the Spirit wrapped in His power on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a great voice like the calling of a war trumpet, saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. Write promptly what you see in a book and send it to the seven churches. Okay, and then he names the seven churches. I turned to see whose was the voice that was speaking to me. And on turning, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the lampstands, one like a son of man, clothed with a robe which reached to his feet, and with a girdle of gold about his breast, 
And his head and his hair were white like wool. It's not because of age, it's the glory. <laughs> as white as snow. And his eyes flashed like a flame of fire, the fire of the love of God. His feet glowed like burnished bright bronze as it is refined in a furnace. And his voice was like the sound of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars and from his mouth there came forth a sharp two-edged sword. And his face was like the sun shining in full power at midday. Okay, that is the image that we're speaking about here. Okay, so go, <laughs> go back to 1 Corinthians 15. So we are supposed to look like him, okay? So we will bear, as we bore the image of the man of dust, we will also bear the image of the man of heaven. Okay, and, and the same is in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. You know, the, Moses' face shone with the glory of God, a glory which was to fade and pass away. But, you know, if that was such a great glory, how much more should be the glory which comes from Jesus Christ, the glory which is to abide and remain forever? You know, the surpassing glory. It must be much greater. You know, so our faces will shine more like Moses. We will look like, you know, Christ shining in His glory. All right? But I tell you, flesh and blood cannot become partakers of eternal salvation and inherit and share in the kingdom of God. Nor does the perishable, that which is decaying, inherit and share in the imperishable, the immortal. Okay, so John 3, I think verse 6 says, you know, that which is born of flesh is flesh and that which is born of spirit is spirit. So whenever you try to define what is flesh and spirit in the context of the Bible, just realize that, that flesh is that which is born of flesh, spirit is that which is born of spirit. If you are born of God, if you have the Holy Spirit of God inside you, you are born of spirit. Okay, and then the, the stuff of the flesh does not apply to you anymore. Okay, so take notice. I tell you a mystery, a secret. We shall not all fall asleep in death, but we shall all be changed and transformed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the sound of the last trumpet, for a trumpet will sound, and the dead in Christ will be raised imperishable, free and immune to decay, and we shall be changed and transformed. Okay, so I believe that the resurrection life of Christ is already at work in the church. But there will be a last day of the resurrection. Okay? But the resurrection life will first be demonstrated through the living. Okay? And then at the last day, at the, at the end of the ages, there will be a day of resurrection. For this perishable part of us must put on imperishable. Okay, so it will. If you are born of the Spirit, the perishable part of you will put on the imperishable. That is just how it, how it is. It can either happen now, you know, or you can wait and die and then be resurrected and put, get your imperishable body later on, you know, at the last day. But why not have it now, okay? And this mortal part of us, this nature that is capable of dying, must put on immortality. Okay, so just see that it is something that we put on like a garment, okay? must put on immortality. And when this perishable puts on the imperishable, and this that was capable of dying puts on freedom from death, then shall be fulfilled the scripture that says, death is swallowed up, utterly vanquished forever, in and unto victory. Okay, so it will still be fulfilled. Okay, but we are going for that. <laughs> we are getting to the time where, you know, if you just go back to verse, I think, 26, it says the last enemy to be subdued and abolished is death. So we, we are getting into the time now that God will destroy death in the bodies of those who believe in Him. God will destroy death. 
we will be, you know, death will be swallowed up unto victory. Because we are clothed with the imperishable. We are clothed with the immortal. And if you just take it back to Romans 8. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he will also restore to life your mortal body. So, speaking of your body, there will come a time that the spirit of God will be so manifested in and upon the church, so much glory, that death will be overcome and will not exist anymore. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? Now sin is the sting of death, and sin exercises its power upon the soul through the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, and I just want you to see how, you know, like what we spoke about, Jesus went from the, from the seen to the unseen. And how now from the unseen, there will be a manifestation of something we get from heaven that we are clothed with and then you know death is swallowed up in life so second corinthians 4 verse 17 for our light momentary affliction this slight distress of the passing hour okay now i don't know if you've ever seen what has happened to paul you know he was thrown <laughs> to the lions at Ephesus, he was in open sea, he got 39 lashes so many times, you know, he was really persecuted, you know, they stoned him at Lystra, he was, he was really in a bad shape sometimes, okay, and he says this light, <laughs> momentary affliction, is ever more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory, okay, so whatever you are going through now, this scripture is now for you. And, you know, so that the resurrection life of Christ can be activated in your life to take you out of your situation. So that the glory can be there. Okay? So, it's producing an everlasting weight of glory beyond all measure, excessively surpassing all comparisons and all calculations and vast and transcendent glory and blessedness never to cease. Okay, so Romans chapter 8 also says, you know, um, this suffering of the present time is not at all to be compared to the glory which is about to be revealed in us. Okay, so now verse 18. Since we consider and look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. Okay, so in this context, what is seen? Okay, all your suffering, all your troubles, everything, all the distresses, what is unseen? Jesus went from seen to unseen into the Spirit and He poured out His Spirit. Okay, so we repent from the law of Moses, which tells you about fleshly things, to the unseen, which is the Spirit. If you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 15, 16, and 17. Okay, so we, we turn away from Moses to the Spirit, the unseen. <laughs> and Jesus went in His physical body from the seen to the unseen. Okay. Since we consider and look not to the things that are seen, but to the things which are unseen. For the things that are visible are temporal, but the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. Okay? For we know that if the tent which is our earthly home is destroyed, we have from God a building, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Here indeed in this present abode we sigh and groan inwardly because we yearn to be clothed over. We yearn to, to 
put on our celestial body like a garment to be fitted out with our heavenly dwelling. Okay, it's not a dwelling in heaven. It's a heavenly dwelling. Say that by putting it on, we may not be found naked without a body. Okay, now I just want to jump to the King James. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Okay, now in the Amplified. For while we are still in the tent, we groan under the burden and sigh deeply, not that we want to put off the body unclothed, but rather that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal, our dying body, may be swallowed up by life. Okay, so life after the resurrection, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Okay, so now, you know, uh, we have been made one with Jesus Christ. We share in this resurrection life. We are clothed with his body we are clothed with him okay so now in revelation chapter 3 there's just something more last thing i want to share with you i counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear and anoint thine eyes with thyself that thou mayest see okay so it is a shame if someone dies. If our clothing, which is our body, is unclothed and we be found naked. Okay. But God wants not only to, to have us clothed in our natural body, but that we would be clothed upon with our celestial body, which is from heaven. So Jesus says, I give you my robe of righteousness. I give you my resurrection life, my glory, so that my glory can come upon you and in you so that your mortal you know destructible life can be swallowed up by life so do not look at the things which are seen do not look at the things which you go through do not accept all your circumstances just turn away look to the unseen look to the face of jesus christ look to what he did for you look to his sufferings on the cross and realize the glory will follow it and the glory will clothe you and help you out of every situation. Bless you.